When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Matt Lee. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Yourself a Gun. Gun. A Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Sopranos and talk Talk about about it. it. Very excited to have all of you joining us once again to, uh, you know, talk about Sopranos on the world's only Sopranos podcast. Um, yeah, just wanted to remind you, of course, to please give us five stars and a review uh, because uh, it's free and fun and helps us out. It makes me feel good. It makes Vince feel good. Mm. He loves it. Mm-hmm. Right, Vince? Yeah. So good. I can tell. I can tell. Mm. We, we had some <laughs> We had some good ones uh, recently. Um, we had uh, someone named Kells Morgue say, so many laughs and great insight into the world of the Sopranos. She spelled Sopranos wrong, but that's fine. This is not a... No, it's just her... That's her cute little abbreviation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... Uh, what are you guys doing? Ah, just watching Sopranos. Yeah, Sopranos. Uh, yeah, lots of great ones. We need more. Uh, and so please do that. Also, a reminder to uh, go to sfsketchfest.com. Please buy the tickets to the Pod Yourself a Gun live show happening January 15th at 10 p.m. at Piano Fight Theater in San Francisco. It's going to be a great show. We're all going to be there. Uh, and we're going to be talking about um, We're all going to stay up late. It's going to be like a fun little slumber party. Yeah, it'll be a slumber party. Bring your pajamas and condoms i don't know um no, there's no fucking allowed but you can if you want later um not not us but anyways uh it's gonna be fun you're gonna have a great time so please do it all right so now we get into the show uh that was a weird <laughs> okay so now, uh, today, Vince and I are going to be talking about from season six, episode six, Live Free or, or Die. Mm. Uh, and our uh, our guest today, you have seen her on Comedy Central. You have seen her on Hulu or you've seen her on Amazon Prime. She's a stand-up comic. She's been all over the place. She's also a novelist. Everybody, welcome Amy Silverberg to the podcast. Wow, wow, wow. 
Wow, thank you. Very excited. A really high guy bring me up on stage and he was like asking for my credit. So I named all those streaming sites. And then uh -huh. when he brought me up, he was like, Amy Silverberg, she has Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> That's close. I mean, I was like, I don't even have it. Yeah. Oh, you don't. Oh, man, you got to get that. That's got yeah, like now I do. Now I do. You should in order to like, you know, just like retroactively make that intro correct. Plus, you know, <laughs> super saver shipping. That's the important uh, part, you know? Yeah, that's, they got, yeah, that's They got the good shipping, um, and, you know, they got all the good movies. There's actually no worse selection, I think, of movies than Amazon um, Prime. I think they got some good stuff really on there. They have really weird, like, British reality TV yeah. that I watch <laughs> yeah. on Amazon Prime. I was trying to find, like... Uh, I forget what it was. It was uh, maybe I typed in Sopranos. I, I don't know what I was doing, but uh, I was. Oh, no. I was trying to watch the Al Capone movie. Uh, the recent one that came out. Yeah, with yeah. Um, What's that British beefcake's name? Tom Hardy. Uh, By the way, don't watch that. Oh, well, I did. And <laughs> it is one of the most insane movies ever. But yeah. I had to like watch it on something else. Amazon Prime didn't have it. Instead, they had uh, the H Harvey Keitel version yep. of a Meyer Lansky yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still haven't finished and that one. I've started it like seven times. It's awful. I, I mean, it is Amazon Prime. You I gotta... watch like a British reality show called Next Great Portrait Artist. It's mm. like the, <laughs> yeah. it's like four grandmas. It's like, <laughs> I'm either watching that or like something filthy. Yeah. I don't need two, two speeds. Beatrice yeah. took an early lead in the watercolor contest, <laughs> but it seems she spilled exactly. a biscuit on her exactly. canvas. Do they have like uh, a fucking, I don't know, a Simon Cowell in there who's just like, this is absolute shit. All of your colors are running. Everything looks like shit. That lady's not smiling. She's frowning. And no, then they like, send, you know. they only send those people to us. Like in, in the actual British reality shows, everybody's just like nice to each other. Yeah, I guess in America, we just want we want to see a reality show host make someone cry. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just what we like. Two things before we move What's on. That? I'm sorry, I'm grinding the show to a halt. But uh, the Capone movie, uh, the yeah. score was written by our uh, friend of the pod, ex-guest, the LP from uh oh yes I, the, I know that jewels and it's also, a good score it's a good, it's a good score. score we only get to hear it like for like five seconds of the movie but it's great yeah uh and also uh remember when Patton oswald had a bit about how uh the passion of the christ is like if they made a movie about einstein but it only took place in like the eight hours he spent like on the toilet with violent diarrhea from eating some <laughs> bad shrimp like that is essentially what Capone is for Al Capone. Like, what, you, you know, the, remember when he was shitting his pants from syphilis? That was awesome. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of blown away by the fact that they decided to make Tom Hardy play this character as just insane and shitting his pants. And I was like, this is a, this is a choice that I, I mean, kudos to them for really going for it. Mm -hmm. I can't believe someone wrote a whole score and they only played a few seconds of it. Especially LP. I, mean, I was exaggerating, played. but yeah, they didn't play a lot oh, of okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. I was I mean, like, ugh, just they, like stand-ups. Nobody gets any respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> when you have Tom Hardy, you have to hear all of the grunts. You can't have like music drowning out when he does like, huh? Uh. Mm. Uh? Yeah, because well, he has grunter. a very he has he's a really uh, like a voice that's not good uh, for. Um, I don't want to say it's not good for movies because obviously he's a movie star, but like he speaks very low. I can't understand him half the time, and uh, it's a great movie. Doesn't but let's matter, talk though. about yeah. The Sopranos. Let's talk about it. Amy, 
Do you like The Sopranos? I do like The Sopranos. Am I allowed to elaborate? Please. Mm. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> okay. It, when I watched the episode last night and that theme song kicked in, you mm-hmm. know, like I got a little bit of a chill. I was like, because yeah. I remember from, I'm like the age where I was too young when it was first on. Yes. But it, I watched it still with my parents. I come mm-hmm. from parents who um, had HBO. Didn't, well, yes. And didn't, didn't uh, keep anything from me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. If yeah, they yeah, wanted yeah. it, didn't matter if I was in the room or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms that... of TV, my parents were big Howard Stern fans. Oh, shit. Hear, I, I would hear them scream through the house, hear them have sex, all kinds of <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, fuck. Didn't... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they weren't having that much sex openly. It was just like, it, they'd be like, cover your ears, and everything would still... Did wow. your mom ever shout Baba no. Booey when she was climaxing? Yeah. yeah. No, but Baba Booey. Um, I do. <laughs> yeah, no, they're just like liberal Jews who were mm-hmm. just like... Um, you know, if she's in the room, she's in the room. She doesn't yeah. like it, she'll leave the room. I'm I all mean, about you that. know, yeah, yeah. It, you're not wrong. I, I no. feel like my parents um, never uh, had sex, so <laughs> I helped. feel like I have less like repression because my parents were. Just, my mom was like, "Don't wait until you're married to have sex. That's weird." Yeah, no, she was right about that. My, yeah. my yeah, I feel like my parents I I don't I'm not very repressed, but that's cuz my dad was a big proponent of masturbation. He would talk about the health <laughs> effects of it a lot. Uh, and look so, how healthy you are. I'm very healthy. Other than like that, you know, brief stint with drug addiction, I really right, like right, turned right. out to be like a really, you know. But when I was watching last night, I was like, damn, this is this was a good show. Like it's still. It's a great show. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously the rampant homophobia in this episode. <laughs> was, but yeah. I can't imagine the mafia. Like I wonder right now, is there active mafia at this moment? I think so. I think that the Italian mafia still exists. They just are probably like the scams that they're doing are i'm sure there's like a mafia based crypto or nft scam that's happening that we just don't we don't know about yet do you think now they're like my cousin vito's gay and i love it like oh yeah do you think like come (laughs) a lot or are they still like very homophobic Uh, it's a great question yeah it's a great question are they like i went to vito's drag show it fucking (laughs) (laughs) there's definitely for sure some like tiktok teen mafiosos who are like first of all love is love (laughs) <laughs> uh, and and like are probably pretty progressive but i also imagine um that they're, they're not slower than the rest of yeah i feel like the scams that they're probably running like right now the mafia's biggest scam is probably people making money saying i was in the mafia mm. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yeah 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 like yeah. that like Memoir. people memoirs or just like you know that's what my novel is about by the way i claim to be in the mafia (laughs) (laughs) nice so uh you got an amy silverberg mafia story that we can all hear coming out soon on just kidding no i know uh (laughs) i was gonna try to name a book publisher but i can't uh penguin uh that's all right um, so do you have like a favorite character? Like, is there a Sopranos character that you okay, really well, relate to? Okay, well, post-Sopranos, I've become obsessed with um, Steve Sharippa. Am I saying uh, his name right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he has yeah. a wiener dog that I love, mm. and I'm obsessed with wiener dogs. Yeah. His wiener dog is named Willie. Mm-hmm. His photos with Willie are so cute. He's always like holding Willie like a baby. He's like, <laughs> this is Willie boy. 
he'll be eating a hoagie and then the wiener dog will be eating a hoagie. <laughs> like he also uses the dog for like promo. Classic comedy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'll be like, I'm in Blue Bloods. Here's Willie. And Willie's like. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and Willie's wearing a Blue Bloods, Blue Bloods cap. He has a Sopranos podcast. Steve, no, no, I don't think Steve so. Schiffer. That doesn't sound no, right. No, I don't. I think you're thinking of some. You're thinking of us. Yeah. Right. We're the only <laughs> no, ones right, who have a right. surprise you're right. you're right. You're right. You're right. They um, have like. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. My favorite character on the show is um, Polly. Oh yeah, Polly's great. He's he's just one of those people. Like, I feel every time someone is like, "Oh, who's our who's your favorite character?" And when they name Polly, it's like. It's not even, it doesn't get old. It's yeah, not like, it's, oh, everybody likes like, Polly. On the it's, one hand, it's like, oh, that's like saying Kramer for Seinfeld. But like, it's also just, it's just objectively oh, does true. does everyone say Polly? Okay. I mean. No, no, no. Not, no, not everyone. It's, you know. My second favorite character is the strip club Bada Bing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is <laughs> a great character. It counts as a character. I love, it's like a Woody Allen film. It's mm-hmm. like the Bada Bing yeah. is a character. New York is the character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but no, Polly is like, I think objectively one of the greatest television yeah. characters you can't argue of all with time. It. So it was very c- interesting watching how everyone was reacting to the news of the gay. Mm. The gay news. Oh, yeah. You know? It's in this like, episode. This it is like watching. I feel like they made this whole episode like they were so excited to make it because they knew that like this this is just going to be endlessly funny watching mafiosos react. And you to, can see the writers be like, okay, so this guy he's going to be he's going to want to kill him. This guy yeah. he's going to be like, what? Who cares? This yeah. Guy yeah. Like- oh, it's so it's such a great episode. So let's get into it. But we, of course, cannot start this podcast without first playing the theme song. Pod. 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 Podcast. Pod. 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 Podcast. All right. That last little beep, pop, beep, 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 beep. That was when I felt the chill up my spine. Yeah. Oh yeah. We all love the little glitchy glitch. It feels good. You know you're gonna see something. You get great. a zing. You get a mm-hmm. zing from that little. <laughs> feels good. Um. All right. Today, ladies and gentlemen and everyone else, we are going to be talking from season six of The Sopranos, episode six, Live Free or Die, which premiered April 16th, 2006. Vince, break us off a little piece of that synopsis. All right, I will. This feels like they uh, were, like maybe they were charged for commas uh, in the synopsis for some reason, so apologies. (laughs) Uh, Tony hires help from overseas to fulfill a favor he was asked for by Johnny Sack and decides if one of his top earners deserves a second chance as he acknowledges to Dr. Melfi he was given a second chance when survived his gunshot wound. Wow, this is grammatically... This is... IMDb is really dropping the ball in these descriptions. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the... That was like a Sopranos what, ebook right there. Yeah, that was that felt a lot like it was written by a Sopranos AI bot. That mm-hmm. was just like, uh, yeah, this is a, this is what's happening. Okay, um, 
So what what uh, what was happening at the time that this episode came out? Vince? That's right, Matt. We can't uh, analyze art with divorce from its cultural context. And we put Absolutely. that back in to help you evaluate art because that's what we do with a little yep. segment that we like to call the Remember When Machine. Walk, walk. Remember Remember when it's the lowest form of conversation. That's right. Uh, So we're taking you all the way back to April 16th, 2006. Uh, You know, lots of stuff was happening. The governor of Illinois, George Ryan, was uh, convicted of fraud and racketeering. Uh, Mm. I don't really want to get... It's a whole long thing to figure out what he did, but he did a lot of... Racketeering is one of those words that it's like, it sounds cool, you know? And you figure it could encompass so many things. Like, I'm a racketeer in my mind. It's just general scumbaggery, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a big tent. Um, Uh, Well, yeah, I'm not really sure what racketeering is. I mean, it's just You run rackets. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, like, what's, you know, what is... It, I'm not sure what makes something a racket. Like doing like a grift turns into a racket Fraud. if you do it very Italian. Like what makes <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, you grab your crotch a lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand it. Um, but, hey, I don't want to get into that whole thing because you know it's a lot. But uh, yeah. the other things that were happening, it feels like um, like startup news was just becoming a thing, uh, oh, which shit. is pretty funny to me. Uh, <laughs> so one one from the New York Post uh, headline is uh content creators are getting revved up here's a novel idea that has so far been ignored by broadband video sites paying the content creators for their work that quaint <laughs> oh i hope that turns out good <laughs> yeah. that quaint concept forms the foundation of rever.com's business model and differentiates it from the more popular youtube.com and others of its ilk the site oh, which has secured just under 12 million in two rounds of venture capital funding uh, embeds uploaded videos with software that inserts a single frame ad to the end of each clip. Advertisers are charged only when the viewers click on the ad with revenue split equally between Rever and the content creator. Hmm. Uh, uh, I hope that works out for them. Uh, we're, there's one thing I remember is, you Rever, know, now that we're in the future is Rever. Yeah. Rever.com. Rever, it was huge. Rever really worked out. I'm glad that they learned how to pay people. We are a revenue engine for video creators, not a video destination site, said CEO Stephen Starr. Mm. Uh, And then this is the best part. Starr, who began his career as a concert promoter for Bob Marley and was a co-creator of MTV's short-lived sketch comedy series, The State, said the 60 million downloads of the Dancing Baby clip made famous on Ally McBeal could have grossed $480,000 for its creator. Based on a $16 cost the baby? per... Th- yeah. <laughs> yeah yep. The baby could have gotten the money. <laughs> that baby could be in a mansion right now. Yeah, yeah. That baby's like homeless right now, just dancing College for tips. For. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The baby. baby's a junkie. <laughs> just I'm pretty... Hooga, Chaka, hooga, hooga. I'm pretty sure this I other I can't guy... <laughs> stop shooting heroin deep inside of me. That, that would be... Fuck, that's sad. Uh... <laughs> And then this guy that they quote, I'm not sure this is even a real guy, but I'm including it just because of his name. Uh, other mm-hmm. sites don't even think of reimbursing the creator, said Mike Upchurch, an Emmy-winning writer who has made about $100 in less than a month from posting episodes of his Power Loafing series on Rever. That's supposed to be good? $100 yeah, I can't. I, I mean, I know like inflation is like somewhat happened, but I'm pretty sure $100 a month is still not good. That's yeah. like what I make in stand-up. 
<laughs> exactly. I mean, rents have tripled since then, but I still don't think you could afford much with that. I don't think so. Is that? But I I can't tell if he's saying like, look at me, <laughs> yeah. I'm raking in the cash with my loafer series. Uh, in other news, where people tried to do the right thing and got fucked, uh, TiVo <laughs> wins in court, but buyout speculation lingers. Mm. Uh, Thursday's decision to award TiVo seventy four million dollars in its patent lawsuit against Echostar means Damn, I that, forgot about TiVo. Means that yeah. TiVo's technology has a fresh validity in the market for di- digital video recorders. Uh, investors and was TiVo the first and now everyone does it yeah I feel like they were the first one they were the first that like like if you went to a rich friend's house like they had a TiVo and you could just watch anything and they would fast forward through the commercials and you're just like man yeah, this, this is, is magic this is literally this is something I dreamed magic. about when I was well, a child well that was also when HBO was like no commercials like that was such a treat right exactly yeah, yeah. like just being able to, to skip through commercials or not have them in 2006 I was coveted yeah but uh so TiVo's shares are up based on this news but it's not all rosy over there As companies like Scientific Atlanta and Motorola continue to encroach on TiVo's market share, the company is still losing money. It has never earned a profit, and it is expected to lose $0.62 per share this year. Total losses over the past five years are $380 million. Well, you know... On the plus side, that's like a fraction of what Uber loses every quarter, but you know. Right. We didn't figure out how to just continually lose money back in 2006. (laughs) I mean, now it's like... I don't know if you guys like ever when you go home for the holidays or if you maybe you yourselves have cable. We don't have cable, but whenever I go home, uh, you know, my parents have one of those um, those like cable boxes that has the record function and whatnot. And Mm. um, you're they don't allow you to fast forward through the commercials anymore. I bet that was that's what TV TiVo was missing. Even if you've recorded it, they don't allow you to do it. Yeah, they know they know how to stop you from from fast forwarding through commercials they have some sort of computer yeah. algorithmic magic that mm-hmm. knows the robot he slaps the remote on. out of your hand and says yeah. you watch this Gronk commercial yeah he wants the troop insurance but they're not going to give it to him yeah Jeez. uh it's fucked up dude top movies in the country scary movie four which I believe had uh Simon Rex in it and we got the big I remember thinking that was extremely funny oh man yeah yeah, we're very good. We're, it's, it's coming back. We got the Simon Rex Assance happening this year. Uh, I say, speaking of just real quick, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, four years, I thought that Riff Raff was a Simon <laughs> Rex character, and no one corrected me. I thought that that's he was doing a bit where he pretended to be a rapper named Riff Raff who mm-hmm. had shark teeth, and um, <laughs> apparently that's not the case. And so, a blue blue dog. That was cool. Yeah. I didn't know, but uh, go on. I'm sorry. Ice Age, The Meltdown, The Benchwarmers, The Wild, and Take the Lead were the top five movies in the country. Top pop song was Bad Day by Daniel Powder, which- Damn, that's still, that's like three weeks in a row. I, top so of the charts. you had a bad day. You think so, <laughs> right? down. Yeah, that's the one. That was the you one. You invented right? some okay. TiVo, but it's still losing ground. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, very good. Wow, uh, amazing. Yeah. You the, know, actually, <laughs> so, when, back in 2006, um, this is an embarrassing thing to admit, but I was in a, <laughs> uh, in a yeah, for me, this is, <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. This is, uh, this is very embarrassing, but I was, um, I was in a sketch comedy group. 
<laughs> and uh, I know I I am embarrassed about it. And um, we uh, in between sketches we would always play songs, and we decided um, to you know instead of make a playlist for in between, we just did "Bad Day" by Daniel Powder. <laughs> yeah, between every sketch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my uh, one of the people uh, in the sketch comedy troupe um, uh, fell off the stage and broke her ankle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, w- while Bad Day was playing, and uh, it's people like it's thought, like Macbeth. You can't say the words. It's very bad luck in theater. Right. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, uh, you uh, yeah you can't have bad day playing in between every sketch or else someone will break their their ankle but it everyone did think it was a bit because mm. bad day playing while someone is crying and holding their ankle <laughs> is uh yeah it's pretty funny uh i love your sketch comedy stories and one time i was interviewing matt walsh from veep and i was like oh this is a sketch com- comedy guy but he's got a bunch of good sketch comedy stories and i asked like what was the dumbest character you ever played like in a, in a sketch and uh he said matt leap (laughs) no he got i think he got he got didn't say it but i think he was mad because the rest of the interview was just him like tersely giving me one word answers like i had uh said he sucked or something i was like oh sorry well he was mad at the idea he was like how dare you make it seem like my sketch comedy was stupid improv changed my life i've never played a dumb character yeah i was briefly on a sketch comedy team um i'm so bad at like acting and sketch i was Mm. terrible i every sketch i wrote was about talking dogs yeah well Well, i mean that's that's a good premise yeah i'm into it i like like animals doing people things (laughs) same z's uh yeah Top Rock Song is still Speak by Godsmack, and uh, that pretty much concludes the old Remember When machine. All right. So that's what was going on at the time that this episode came out. Um, so we're going to get into this episode a little bit. Uh, like, you know, you said, Vince, um, the synopsis is that this is the episode in which uh, Vito is outed. And, uh, you know, everyone is freaking out. You know, yeah. <laughs> and fucking uh, Sill is, you know, talking seriously to Tony. Like, are you really going to kiss this guy on both cheeks? And mm. it is uh, it is quite an episode. Um, but rather than read you a synopsis, I have a Bada B story for you. Oh, joy. And um, I just want to say right is off the musical, bat. Is it musical by any chance? Oh, it, you know, actually, it does happen to have a musical element to it. Oh, well, that's and, good. That's a That's a twist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, I just want to say... We have um, to keep things fresh here on Pod Yourself Again. Yeah, I worked um, too long on this one. <laughs> so um, if you're listening to this and you've never joined the Patreon, uh, I want you to feel guilty, all right? Because this yeah. is... What, you can find more of these on the Patreon? Oh, you can find... No, but it's like, just give us money. Oh, I just... <laughs> I, just, I was like, are you keeping a treasure chest of weird songs? Honestly, I We're should. I think on the TiVo model where we just try to do something good and hope people give us money for it. Well, it. You know, while yeah, everybody yeah. else cuts into our market share. But. And I'm sorry to suggest otherwise. Yeah. We're begging for money. Same as the Hoogachaka dancing baby. Um, <laughs> You remember so, how bad memes were? Do you ever look at what memes were in 2006? And you're like, man, I thought this was so funny at the time. And this is yeah, like... my dad's sending me them. Yeah. He's like, finding... <laughs> my dad sends me these like anti-Trump memes that I'm oh, like, where man. did you get this? Like, They're what is so happening? Bad. They're so I, bad. 
I it's love like it. Trump's in a well, and the, and my dad's like buried or something. It's like what? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the older generation not understanding memes is my favorite fucking thing ever. They understand that there's images involved, and then there's a caption, but they don't understand that there's a connection in the image to another phrase or whatnot. So they but just I, will- would, I would have more respect if my dad made them. I'm like, yes. at least that they made no sense. I'm like, where are yeah. you finding these to send them to me? My favorite, yeah. my, my favorite anti-Trump meme guy uh, mm-hmm. is he was the tan, the really tan guy in uh, in Uncut Gems. I don't know if you remember that oh, actor. Yeah, yeah. He was really tan and uh, he was hanging out with the, the girl in that movie. And then uh, like today he just posted a picture of Ivanka Trump and the caption just says hooker of the year. <laughs> <laughs> It's like woke, but it's not. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, not. it's like, uh, it's like uh, uh, Vanka's a fucking slut. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. Got, got her. Got her. <laughs> just a picture of a Vanka and it's just like, bitch. Yeah, and everyone's yeah. like, uh, clap, clap emojis and shit. Yeah. Praying hands. Uh, Anyways. Uh, so this uh, Bada B story is, uh, is called uh, Kiss from Vito. There used to be a friend of ours alone in Jersey became so promoted to cap or sheep and love <laughs> yeah I've got a it. secret that he had to keep but did you know Finn saw him blow a guy in a parked car and now he's saying what he's seen today are you prepared to do a kiss on mochis from the gang If you want to hear the rest of that song, of course, stick around till the end of the episode and you can hear the whole thing. Wow, I love that. Yeah. So that's going to be stuck in my head for mm-hmm. at least an hour. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that, one hour of it being stuck in your head. Hey, that's that's worth it. Um, I have a question for context yeah. about the show. Yes, please. Did we are did we already know? Did the viewer already know that he was gay? Yes, yeah. Like we yes. knew this was a secret. Yeah, we knew it. Yeah, yeah. We knew it for like I don't know four or five episodes, and then the whole gang just found out in this episode. Okay, and we already knew that um, Meadows' boyfriend had seen. Yes, yes. Perform fellatio. Yeah, yeah. That oh, was yeah. the big oh, bombshell. Yeah. It's like the arguably yeah, yeah, yeah. the biggest okay. Sopranos bombshell. When they were like, like, he was he was given, not taken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> one of the greatest fucking. They were so scenes. mad at that. It is one of the greatest he scenes. He was catching, or I mean, yeah, he was yeah. pitching, not catching. Uh, that's a that's a great moment because it is in that moment that you realize like there's many many loopholes that they keep that keep like sp- like uh, stacking up about what could possibly explain doing something kind of gay, and they're and they were trying to Prison. frame it. 
Yeah, they were like, listen, if if you okay, so when Vito was getting his dick sucked by a dude, which could be explainable somehow, and then as soon as they flipped it and said no, he was the one, they're like, well, that's that's it. It's officially yeah, gay, yeah. as if it's not officially gay the other yeah, way yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. Oh, I, it is I also fantastic. don't. I don't remember from my time watching it from behind the couch in my parents' living room. I don't remember. I'm like praying that he gets to continue living free yeah in mm-hmm. well he's New Hampshire, like but i have this feeling that they're gonna find him and yeah. it's not gonna end well but he, he's like the old sick dog that you think oh maybe he will actually get to go and live yeah, on a farm like, oh, upstate he's like antique i'm sorry to keep jumping around no. i'm sure we'll get to it but he's antiquing i was like yeah. oh yeah. he picks up the vase yeah like, the guy's like this... you're a natural which is like he was born yeah, this yeah, way yeah. look you at know, this whole it... life i could have lived if only Ugh, that makes i know sad. There's a lot of pathos in this episode. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Tons mm-hmm. of it. Um, but yeah, let's get into general thoughts on this episode. Vince, what'd you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, one of the main Sopranos themes, I would say, is that basically Tony trying to live in 2006, like but while working <laughs> in an industry whose like, social mores are basically stuck in the 50s. And there's always... There's always this uh, tension between like him wanting to live as a 2006 suburban dad, but also uh, having to run an organization where everybody still thinks it's 1955. Uh, right. And that's, I think that's like the main theme. And then like the sub theme of this episode is that uh, Carmela just sort of proving that she's just as shitty as everyone else. Because I mean, that's one thing that David Chase likes to remind us. Like once you get too comfortable with liking a character, he's got to remind you like, Oh no, no, this one's a piece of shit too. Uh, yeah. Which I think is one of the well, strongest also, things Well, also isn't there the it. thing of like, I was having so there's that other woman who seems to be like kind of part of the mix in her right, business, yeah. and that Carmela feels like just a housewife, right? She doesn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, it's uh, it's Angie Bompensero. That's uh, Big Pussy's widow. She, um, yeah, that's Pussy's that's widow. like Carmela. It's she, Big Pussy. She has yeah. kind of uh, accepted this very uh, conforming lifestyle, even though, like in her heart, in her heart, she thinks she's better than it somehow. But then, whenever you right. like put her in front of someone who's actually doing that, all she does is like resent that person and and basically right, like right, enforce right. the. Uh, the boundaries between their lifestyle and the acceptable one. Yeah. I mean, Carmela's whole thing is, you know, she wants this spec house, not because it's, um, she's like particularly interested in learning the, the art of flipping houses or like real estate or speculation or anything. It's because she wants to have her own stream of income and she wants to, it's, it's equivalent to like, you know, starting a, like a housewife, starting a, like a cookie business. Yeah. She wants to be into, she wants to have a little independence. Yeah. Female independence. Ever heard of it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, She wants to have a little, a little female. That's like, you know, this thing where a a wife (laughs) wants to make money, like he's explaining it to us. (laughs) You ever heard of like, you know how women aren't satisfied with the, with the husband making all the money? He's got a husband. He makes the money, but then she's like, "What should I do?" Yeah, you know how bitches be nagging and nagging, <laughs> and then you just like, "Fine, have a house." Baby um, shopping. Um, who was the guy that she was yelling at in the? That, oh, that was Hugh. That was her dad. Oh yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. that's her dad. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I think there's a few, a few like important signposts in the Carmela storyline in this episode. Yeah. Like first. We see her uh, like Meadows explaining like how the government is bad for uh, oh, yeah, 
Yes. Just and take uh, it. that I was like flashback to when things were bad, but so much less yeah. bad. Yeah. She's talking yeah. about. Or at least more like ramping up to get that worse. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's ex- like, uh, Meadow's explaining that the government like basically like just kidnapped this kid off the street. And Karma's only response is, I don't know. There must have been some reason for it, Meadow. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I love okay. it. Like her whole thing is sort of buddying up with power and like pretending that right. it's a uh, moral choice. And then when in the scene with her dad, like you kind of see why because uh whenever she doesn't do that she kind of gets screwed over yeah i mean i do think that like it's very funny watching the sopranos in this particular era the like war on terror era because of the fact that i mean and this was probably true like in the real life mafia where once the feds were universally loathed because the feds were always going after them. And then it basically Mm -hmm. the existence of the FBI is basically been to destroy the mafia and like leftist radical groups, uh, you know, for since it's founding. Right. So like, it's funny watching the war on terror, all of a sudden people go, well, someone's got to do something about these brown people doing yeah. Muslim stuff. Well, it's like, like when, when you're an unpopular kid and then you see like another kid who's even more uh, hopeless than, than you are, like your yeah. response is not to like befriend that kid and make their life better. It's like, oh, now we can make fun of this kid and now the yeah, pressure's yeah, off yeah. me. Yeah, just look at him. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell he's up to no good as you're literally up to no good. Um, yeah, uh, the... The Meadow storyline is also interesting in this because Meadows. How long has that boyfriend been around, and how long does she date that boyfriend? I think they've been together for it, like three seasons. I didn't remember seasons. him from my from my past viewing. I think so. I think he shows up like season, like end of season three, beginning of season four. It's after Jackie Junior. She dates mm. Jackie mm-hmm. Junior yeah. for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then. Um, uh, and then meets Finn and uh, they she yeah, tries slumming it and for... then she tries, you know, dating above her station. And these are like the two poles of Meadow mm. boyfriends. Right. Got yeah. It, got it, got it, got it. And, you know, she's interested in law. And yeah, she's working at the uh, what is it? The the Bronx, the South Bronx and the, Legal and the Center. And whispers, that's Tony Soprano's daughter. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Like she's she's definitely um trying to prove something a little bit to uh herself and the family that like hey, we can stay right. within the you know and within what the at law. that point did meadow know of like tony's life and job like how I much mean, of the moth like everything she knows but at this point in the series she is now fully um decided that her line on it is um you know um in our culture uh, the because of the poverty of the mezzo di giorno, like or whatever. <laughs> I think I said the mezzo pe- di giorno. The pizza di giorno, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The pizza okay, di giorno. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, she has like some kind of She's, almost identity politics based, yeah. like liberal version of an excuse for got why it, got it, got it. this stuff kind of exists. And I think she a little bit, you know, d- she doesn't know the full extent. She doesn't Turns know that an her- eye to like the murder and. Yeah, she's, yeah, doesn't doesn't yeah. doesn't know that much. She's but doing woke capitalism. She's doing woke capitalism exactly. She's like capitalism good, um, you know, if it is uh, tied to some sort of identity. Capitalism good, murder bad. Yeah, gays. Yeah, I mean, oh, killing, jury's out on gays. Killing gay oh, people no. is pretty bad, but you know, on the other side of it, it is an immigrant-owned business, so you know, gotta respect it. 
Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, but yeah, she does have that that conversation that you were alluding to, uh, Vince, with uh, Carmela about some of the clients that she's working for at the South Bronx Law Center. And I have a clip of that. Telling mom about these people that came into the office yesterday. Let me guess, was it a crack whore trying to get her kids back for the welfare money? Or? <laughs> Actually, it was a family from Afghanistan who fled the Taliban and sweated out visa lotteries in a refugee camp and hold down three jobs. <laughs> you think it's funny? <laughs> the FBI snatched their son off the street like we're some third world dictatorship. Pretty scary. There must have been some reason, Meadow. Like he's a terrorist, maybe. 9-11, 9-11. Bush is using it as an excuse to erode our constitutional protections, and you're falling for it. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, you know what that sound means. It's been a little while since we've done this segment, but uh, we're doing it. This segment is Who Did 9-11? Where I ask the guest, who did 9-11? Amy Silverberg. Who did 9-11? I'm already saying Jews before you can even get to me. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were forming the J shape in your with your mouth. You were like ready. I distinctly remember when it happened. I was in, I think, sixth grade. Yeah, and you got the call. Sixth grade. They told you was, not to go to work that day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah I was an accountant. <laughs> um, but I'm from Orange County, which is the center mm-hmm. of culture. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. You know? Disneyland. Um, that's where island, uh, island Restaurants mm-hmm. comes from. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. <laughs> that's right. I don't know if that's um, true, but I I'm going to pretend it is. I distinctly remember my best friend's um, Indian, so my best friend, and this kid <laughs> walked up to her and said, did you do 9-11? <laughs> oh, no. I know. No. He's like a, it's like a sixth grader, so you know, he was... Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> also, not a lot of Jews in Orange County. They're not na- known for their Jew. Um, she, she, she said, their, "Excuse me, this Jew is tolerance. this is a hijab, not a yarmulke." Thank you very much. <laughs> I like, I like, uh, yeah. Th- th- that's an interesting thing about like 9/11 at that time because I was in I was in ninth grade, and um, when you're an adolescent experiencing 9/11, I feel like. Um, I don't know. When you hear about stories like asking a brown person, "Did you do 9/11?" As adults, yeah, like I look at like you're anyone like, who. How is that? Yeah, you know. any adult, I'm like, you're, you're. That's disgusting. It was a really, truly disgusting period of time uh, for like, you know, people in America being super Islamophobic. But for a sixth grader, it's like kind of it's like well they're in sixth grade you can't cancel a sixth grader you know what i mean <laughs> you have brown skin i can ask that <laughs> you know it's just it was the at the time okay so uh <laughs> a- amy silverberg so my answer is jews, jews. possibly the, someone in my family silverberg yeah i could Huge. see it the jews did 9-11 you heard it here first folks all right, and moving on, uh, getting into uh, this storyline with let's you know let's go uh, straight into the the meat of the story, mm-hmm. which is yeah. the, let's get gay. Let's yeah, you get love to go gay. straight for the meat, don't you? Yeah, you know why? <laughs> <laughs> because he's a fag. <laughs> I'm sorry. So this is the episode uh, in which Vito is uh, he is outed by everyone, and it uh, really is. It is kind of mostly by po- Carmela. I mean, not mostly, but like at least, you know, 45% by Carmela. By Carmela, by Meadow and Finn are kind of the well, biggest culprits here. I mean, Carmela put Meadow on the spot and then Meadow, yeah, but Meadow threw had Finn to under know what bus. was going to happen. Oh, for Meadow sure. Yeah, I, had to I know. was like so mad at 
wanted Meadow. I was like, shut yeah. up. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. You like you you know your family well enough. You must know your family well enough to know that like if you have some gossip about this thing and everyone is talking about it, it's not gonna be like, oh man, what are we gonna do? I guess we're gonna have to, you know, uh live with a gay person in the mafia. Like you well, it's know not like, this is not gonna go like end well. For I feel, feel like Finn was sort of in a in a spot there. Like he couldn't really not yes. tell the story at that point. Like he was backed into a corner. Meadow definitely could have done something different. Carm for sure. Just yeah. her her desire to have something to gossip about outweighed the fact that this guy is going to be murdered if she thought about it for like more well, than and also twenty you seconds. Like, you see it spread like wildfire to mm-hmm. like everyone. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like the first people to um to talk about it um are you see Chrissy at an AA meeting um, with his his mafia friend Murmur, uh, and you know they're they're sitting around and fucking you know this guy from Yonkers shows up to uh, tell them hey so my cousin uh, was doing a, a pickup at a gay bar and saw Vito. And tells him the entire story. And we saw that in the last episode. Vito is at a gay bar. He's wearing a full-on, like, uh, leather daddy police suit. I'm like, could they just make him out of gay? They have to dress him up like a leather daddy. <laughs> I, I, honestly, it is the one thing that in this. That was like a hat on a hat. <laughs> whatever <laughs> they say. Like, yeah. come on. It, is, it was uh, a funny I, I image, will... though. Come on. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's a funny image, but it absolutely is a hat on a hat. It is like him being in a gay bar, just like, da- even if he was just wearing a suit, that he, he had just come from a wedding, him just dancing in a suit, kissing a dude, that would be enough. Yeah. But they're like, no, he's gay. And like <laughs> David Chase. And Not the, only the- is he gay, <laughs> yeah. he's a leather daddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just the idea of like all the Sopranos writers getting together and be like, okay, so what, what, how do gays dress? And then deciding <laughs> well, that he looks or like, like a- closing their eyes and being like, what's the gayest thing you can imagine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, they exactly. had to make it so it was undeniable. Like they had to make it to where it was like, okay, there's no way he can talk his way out of this one. Right. Sure, but he's right, right. They, they literally see him kissing a dude too. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they they yeah, definitely but they kiss each other all the, the time. Laps. You know, well, that's a good point. That's a good point. That uh, is, uh, you know, Italians like to do kisses, but they don't do kisses Listen, on the mouth. I saw the, I saw the leather outfit. I was still on board. It didn't, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I liked it. it. Didn't, uh... <laughs> but it was, it is, uh, yeah. It, he gets caught um, full on leather daddying at a gay club, and uh, this guy from Yonkers spills. I only the did beans. that because I was gonna kill him. This is the bacio de tutti baci. Uh, you know, this <laughs> the the kiss of death. That's what I was doing. I was just, you yeah. know, I was being. I was doing the mafia still. Yeah. No, that I was making pizza. I was I was protecting my skin. <laughs> yeah. from no, the no, heat no. Of the oven. Sorry, this was foreshadowing, okay? I would I like to kiss the man before I kill them, but usually he just it happened to be at a dance club. Okay? Sue me. Um so yeah, at this point Vito has already run away. As soon as he got caught, he ran off and um he, you see him for the first time uh, in this episode sitting at, um, I guess, his Gumar's house. That was so sad. Mm. Yeah. That like just him, him running away was so sad. It's very sad. You see him, he's just watching TV and his Gumar is like, uh, wants to go out and he is afraid to leave the house. And I have a clip of that. I'm laying out. You coming? The UV index is 10. Jesus. We don't do anything. We don't eat. We don't go out. I knows we don't do anything else. Is that all you ever think about? Sex? All I ever think about? You haven't fucked me in over a year. 
blood sugar. I told you, the weight loss. Good. Fine. Skin cancer. I love the idea that, like, he's tracking the UV index that day. Yeah. Yeah. As I didn't a, realize that was his, goom, his, like, mistress. Yeah, I think so. It is, it's his... Later in Orange is the New Black, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, it's so interesting that even the gay mafioso has a mistress. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like he's been keeping up appearances for right, fucking right. ever, even, you know? Even to the point that he's keeping up, like, fake, like, you know, fake once removed, like, yeah. mistress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's built a, um, you know, an entire house of cards that is now come, coming crumbling down. And, like, you know, he's taking refuge in this one uh, until everything falls apart. Right, right. Uh, And, yeah, later he... I think he is driving back to his Gumar's house and uh, Benny and crew are waiting for him. And uh, that uh, does not go well. They start uh, they start yelling at him. Uh, he runs away and they do the thing where they start throwing rocks at his car. <laughs> yeah. It's and, like old um, yeller. Uh, it was. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Such a sad movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was definitely an old yeller uh, homage. Um but Benny does the thing where he goes, you better not come around here anymore, which is like, it's just a very, uh, I don't know. It's like it, it, the fact that Vito is gay is like awakened this like childlike bigotry with, within everyone in the mafia. Some people are like, we got to kill him. And some people just want to do gay jokes. And <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like this is the most like pun heavy episode of the Sopranos. It's very like seventh grade. You know? well, very seventh grade. Their entire I social circle is basically like, you know, a knitting circle. Like they live for gossip. That's the only reason that you yes. do the mafia instead of a real job. So you can sort of <laughs> right. sit around uh, like gossiping about your acquaintances and coworkers. <laughs> Just imagining them and all. so you can kiss men on both cheeks. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, that's allowed, you see. Right. Um yeah, just imagining them doing like crochet and just being like, "You heard Vito's gay?" And like, <laughs> "Wow!" Uh, but I, I have a, like just a, a compilation of uh, a lot of the uh, double entendres that they had in this episode that are just, uh, it's just, it's everywhere. You gonna kiss this guy on both cheeks? They were gonna meet it out themselves. Well, let's take this in the bank. Before we know this fucking shower guy's got a hot on for Vito. Actually, I had him pegged the whole time. But the guys that work for me are asking for head, his head. What the fuck? It just, it, it it feels like an episode that was, it feels like a Michael Imperioli episode. Like every yeah. episode that he writes is filled with wordplay and puns and like double entendres. And um, I don't know. It felt like the entire I love the scene when he's in his therapist's office. Oh, so good. And um... that whole scene is magic. We're, yeah, and she's like, yeah. oh, are we still going to get to that? Sorry, oh, we're going to get to that. Okay, yeah. Okay. Before we get there. um, So Chris uh, finds out this information and he runs over to the Bing to uh, <laughs> to deliver the news. And uh, I, I have a, a clip of that. You are not gonna fucking believe this. Vito Spatafor is an ass muncher. Oh, what? Oh, what did you just say? Kid's cousin, Sal Iacuso. From young, because I know him. He saw Vito holding hands with a guy in nipple rings. You're leaving out the best part. He was wearing a motorcycle outfit, like the guy in the village people with the leather hat and the vest. Well, let's take this in the back. Yeah, that's what Vito did. <laughs> hey, you can go. I mean, it, it almost feels like 
for half of the mafia like this is just a wonderful opportunity to do gay jokes oh yeah and for the other half this is a crisis <laughs> and i i think i, I uh, it's something i love about this particular episode is seeing who feels like killing him is the right thing to do and who's like i'm not i don't know if we need to kill the guy you know and like who's it's like, like a gay last supper yeah. Where everyone's like piping in and some people are like i don't know if this guy can just get smeared by anyone what's gonna happen to me like everybody yeah yeah they're like it's a rumor yeah yeah who among us has not <laughs> it's not been, been caught rumored. with holding hands with a guy in nipple rings and dressed like a motorcycle guy <laughs> who's never done that um but yeah no the, the Polly does go particularly um cancel culture in this you know what i mean my like, uh my alternate title was my dinner with entendre oh very good <laughs> i like it yeah yeah very nice thank you thank you hey vince hey matt as you know vince i love old internet memes remember the early internet's obsession with chuck norris jokes i do remember that here's one when chuck norris went to college he told his father now you're the man of the house <laughs> why Why do you bring this up? Well, I was thinking about those old memes, and I started thinking, I wonder what Chuck Norris is doing right now. What has he been up to? You know, I actually know the answer to that, Matt. Yeah, I recently saw a health video he made, and I was surprised. He's in his 80s, and he still seems to have energy and health. You know, I saw the very same video, Vince, and in it, he says he's even stronger, has more stamina, and plenty of energy left over for his grandkids since making one simple health change that helps his digestion and nutrition. That's almost too powerful to contemplate, but yes. uh, it's true. He says he still feels like he's in his 50s. Uh, his wife made the same change, and she's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger and has energy all day. Uh, I am way younger than them, and I have energy for about two hours a day. Uh, and the problem is, you know, that many of us do not include fruits and vegetables and other herbs that increase health and energy in our own diets. Chuck Norris made a special video that explains how he incorporated these things with one simple product. I love special videos, and you can watch it too by going to mymorningkick.com slash pod yourself, and it may change your approach to your own health. Once again, that's M-Y-M-O-R-N-I-N-G-K-I-C-K.com slash pod yourself, mymorningkick.com slash pod yourself. Go there now and watch this very special Chuck Norris video. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But yeah, Paulie, like he's he's not believing it at first, and he he thinks it's just uh, they're doing smears. This guy from Yonkers is doing cancel culture and is trying to uh, <laughs> trying to uh, you know just badmouth him, and he's not he's not fully on board with this. Um, and Incidentally, I, I did ask my mm-hmm. students today if they were familiar with The Sopranos, and they are college students. Yeah, and they were like, well, like they knew of it, like ironically, you know. <laughs> yeah, they know the memes. The, yeah, exactly. Like they know of it because of like Twitter jokes about men watching their making their girlfriends watch <laughs> The Sopranos, but they have not seen any of The Sopranos anyway. Well, they need to get girlfriends because, uh, you know, or Even boyfriends. Even the girls who are... need to get girlfriends <laughs> yeah. so that everyone will. That way everyone gets to watch The Sopranos. Girls yeah. having girlfriends. What happened to Gary Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The strong, silent type. Um, yeah. So, Pauly, I feel like for him, this hits him harder than anyone else in the crew uh, because he's the one who is... Uh, just the most does not believe that this is a real thing and uh he's calling it a betrayal yeah he thinks he would have known like he thinks well they all do that's the greatest thing about like the 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 theme of this episode is is uh i knew the whole time uh like is is every man believing that if someone were gay in their life that they would know you know what I mean? Like, like everyone keeps claiming it. Chris at one point was like, I had him pegged the whole time. I knew I could just tell. And then Tony does the same thing with, uh, with Melfi. Like everyone pretends as if, Oh, see, I, I felt a little bit differently about that. I felt like Tony seemed to like, 
have the one true read on him and was actually like maybe slightly. You think he actually did know? Yeah, like not benevolent, but was like, maybe I knew, but I wasn't going to tell anyone. Is Was that totally wrong? I, and that I don't, he actually didn't know? No, I think, I think he didn't know. That's my I think he's just annoyed that he has to kill a big uh, an earner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that is the big, I think, conflict. I guess I thought at that moment maybe he knew all along, and he actually, you know, when he was having that ambivalence, mm -hmm. like Doctor Melfi, that he was like re really deep down doesn't care who's gay and who's not. He just has to do this for yeah. A show. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that is correct. I think I think that is true. Is that like deep down he's, you know, the conflict is between like. Um, showing face, saving face. If he saving has to, face if, if he has boys. to, if he has to let this go, it opens the door to people questioning why there needs to be like a mafia in the first place. Like, if right, he, exactly. If right, he can right. say like, oh, we can just let it go. It's like, all right, well, why do we even? Why are we even here? Like, we don't have any rules it's, to enforce anymore because they kind of don't. It's just like, yeah. Are one of the rules that they enforce is no gay, sh no gay stuff? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's like very <laughs> well, much, think of a bunch of boys in a treehouse. It very much right, is right. like a sign that says no girls allowed, it's, you know, no yeah, gays. I think that's one part of it, but it also comes from uh, like back in the day, like you couldn't be gay and be like in the FBI or whatever, or you couldn't right, have it be right, known right, because right, then it opens right. the door. It was so like taboo that it opens the door to you being blackmailed. And so like, right, like if you hold this secret, yeah, like mm -hmm. they're thinking yeah. that the government might uh, threaten to, uh, you know, expose the secret and get him to cooperate got and snitch it, kind it, of. It, it, I yeah. mean, I don't yeah. know. I got to re read up on the history of the mafia. This is all. Um, I'll just start listening to your podcast from the very beginning. Oh, we know nothing about it. Oh, so great. <laughs> We're making up half of it. Uh, but I, I think I think what you're, you're saying is dead on, though, Vince. I do think it's like um, these are the it, it, it reminds me of like this is why uh, like Orthodox Jews look at Reform Jews and go like you're not Jewish because they're like. As soon as you're like, okay, well, we're going to loosen up some of these rules, the Orthodox people are like, why even be Jewish if you're not right. going to wear this particular thing? Yeah. And you're I not going to eat this Orthodox particular Jewish neighborhood, and they yeah. do not, they don't like to see me. I yeah. Yeah, yeah. Too much hair. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like there's no reform mafia, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, well, yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny because it's like the, they're doing that. Like I said, like I said, Tony's still trying to operate on these like 1950s rules, and that was sort of an established thing. But like, mm -hmm. if he was paying attention, like back in the day, uh, Lucky Luciano wasn't supposed to do business with Meyer Lansky either. Like, it right. was supposed to be all the old. Uh, you know, Sicilians can trace your family all the way back generations. And he right. was like, no, I think making money is more important. Um, Who's right. he, he was, uh, he's like uh, the, Harvey Keitel. Yeah. He's Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like the, the, one of the big famous Jewish mafiosos. In oh, the basically helped create okay. the modern mafia essentially. Like yeah, turned it into yeah, like yeah. a corporate, uh, you know, I love to see a Jew Nationwide. doing big things. Yeah, yeah, me too. I love to see Jews doing violent things because yeah, I'm just like, yeah. Hey. No, my own no. dad is like, you know, if there was an intruder, he'd be like, Nancy, yeah, make yeah. my mom go do it. <laughs> Nancy, I'll stay here. <laughs> Nancy, go give him more money. I like. Well, that. that's why you know they had to partner so the Italians could kill people and the Jews could uh, right. like make sure they Count don't money. like yeah, you know, yeah do the books and like do things that. <laughs> require being smart my dad has a gun which is like so funny because he's never touched it he's yeah like, we just have it in case we need and i'm like mom would have to use that yeah like, you you've never touched it 
That's one of the reasons why I won't get a gun because I know that like what will end up happening is I won't be the person who like just brings out the gun and accidentally shoots like the wrong person. I'll be the person who the intruder shows up yes, and I have no happens. gun. It's in a box somewhere. And I go like, well, that was a waste of $200. <laughs> and I'll be more mad about that yeah. than uh, about being murdered at that moment. Mm-hmm. Wasting $200 on a gun I never used. Um, but yeah, th- there's this like conflict that I think uh, Tony is going through where he's he's absolutely trying to there's part of him that sees the appeal of like a liberal open woke capitalism where it's yes. just like fuck like because Vito is uh his crew's highest earner that's like been the, He's case the only for one the that actually does seasons. business yeah yeah he knows how to he knows how to squeeze people he knows how to do it without like um the the rest of the mafia in the show is doing all these like petty things like like these whenever they're like running low on money because they're the thing that just you know, prints money for them starts like running low. And so they'll be like, okay, I'm going to rob an old lady or I'm going to um, convince this guy to give me money to shoot him. So that his rap career, you know, blows up like Vito. You never see him do any of that stuff. You only see him wheeling and dealing. He's like the best mafioso and he happens to be gay. And you can see with Tony, like that is, that's a hard thing to do because he he has to, he doesn't want to, but at a certain point he realizes that, uh, like he, his position is unsafe if he, if he lets this go. And and it's uh, also sort of this thing of like, you know, like the mafia is your family and it's like, okay, so if, if it was a gay person in your family, would you still, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's kind of, that's, I think the interesting part of this is that some people and maybe it's generational view that differently where they're like, some of them are legitimately like he needs to go to counseling. Cause that's what they would all do. If their own kid was gay, mm-hmm. they'd be like, most of them would send their kid off to some religious. Yeah. They'd send him to Mike Pence's house to get electrocuted. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you mean in, in the Sopranos you're talking about? In the about, Sopranos. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's no. a face. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. when I was eating so many <laughs> exactly. I ate so many cannolis that I said, "Well, maybe a dick would be nice." Yeah. And then I said, "No, I need to talk to Jesus." Tony would like, would make AJ like watch a lot of football, and yeah, uh, he would be like, "You're only watching Gary Cooper movies and football with me from now on because <laughs> yeah. this is that psychiatry in the media." Too, that irony too of them being of him being like, "Well, as a Catholic, you know, yeah. he's also oh. like murdering." <laughs> Yeah, and- the whole scene with Melfi—it's—it's it's a long clip, but it's so wonderful. Uh, and I, I gotta—I gotta play it. You tell me, what is the issue? He's a fag. <laughs> and now, what am I supposed to do about what? In your circle, I'm sure you got all kinds of uh, gays and uh, trans whatevers <laughs> of all stripes, but not where I come from. How do you feel about homosexuality? I find it disgusting. Men kissing men, holding hands in the street. (laughs) Every fucking TV show now, they rub your nose in it. I don't give too much of a shit what people do behind closed doors with uh, consenting adults. But don't don't forget, I'm a strict Catholic. Like he's going through so many different he he hasn't worked out himself how he feels about this. He knows the knee jerk. It's like, I find it disgusting. It's evil. Also, it might be a bit of a media liberal plot. Uh, he's every- like, Will and Grace. 
twice every yeah. time I try to enjoy yeah. Will and Grace. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what happened to Gary Cooper? You will never see Gary Cooper being a guest star on an episode of Will we, and yeah. Grace. We've talked about this before, but that's what's so funny about the mafia basically uh, wanting John Travolta to play John Gotti and like being, <laughs> you know, like being very adamant that this guy that like basically everybody knows is gay. Everyone at this point, knows he's gay. But it's almost like they're enforcing his uh his right to i don't know to li- to to lie about it to to have like this one public face like they're they're enforcing yeah. the idea of taking everything at face value and i, I, I do feel like the mafia might have had like a I don't know, a gentleman's agreement of like kind of a don't ask, don't tell because of the amount of like um, the I don't know, the amount of verification that had to go into people like finally being like, OK, he's gay uh, in this episode. Uh, yeah, I I've, I don't think well that- tony even says at one point he's like it's not like it hasn't happened before right yeah, yeah. like he he knows that there have been gay mafiosos good? yeah i no, think that's, it's great i i thought i was looking uh i thought my screen was actually on the soprano still tony. it was great yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm tony yeah. hey i'm tony I'm gonna go. you do yeah. it is so, so fun imp- like it's really it's hard to stop doing yeah you yeah, do at no, least this- as good of an impression of an italian as uh, jared leto does in uh, house of Gucci, so oh, yeah. I've been hearing a lot of. I really need to see it. That is, that's like a Dr. Mario impression. Yeah, it's me, Mario. Well, it's funny because like Italians are <laughs> it already me, House of a Gucci. Italians are already so over the top that if you like ask them how to say something, you can like mock them by trying to make it over the top, and they'll just be like, "Yes, exactly like a lad." Uh, no, then, honestly, <laughs> but in then, college, uh, uh, we had this uh, foreign exchange dude from uh, Italy. Uh, who like would hang out with us and my friend was saying like oh this guy whatever he was talking about someone he's like oh this dude i think he has a you know like a vendetta and he's like what is that he said oh i think he has a vendetta and he goes what what is that word and they go it's italian and then he's like uh um vendetta and he was like oh yes, <laughs> yeah, a yeah. Vendetta. like you can try to mock them by being too over the top but they're just like oh yes this is how we attack He's just yeah, like that. But then yeah, only Jared Leto. He's like the only person who could be over the top while playing like an Italian, an idiot Italian fashion designer. Didn't he say that he prepared for the role by eating a lot of spaghetti and he was like, I bleed <laughs> okay, marinara that sauce. Rules. That, that rules. was so great. I love that. He In was that just case, like, maybe I'm preparing to be Italian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm eating a lot. Just going I'm to all carbonara like every day. <laughs> every day is a new chicken parm. Um, it's a carbonara. I agree with that senator sanatorium. Says if we let this stuff go too far, pretty soon we'll be fucking dogs. I I wish. <laughs> I, I've always said that is the most amazing argument because no one has ever been like we're trying to fuck dogs. And you I know? find dogs hot, and I yeah. wish it was more, it was less frowned upon. You're you're gonna be the first one to show up at a pride march with like a, a dog, like a sign with a poodle and a question like, mark Snoopy on it. Sexy, mm-hmm. a yeah. wiener dog with a, a slim, slinky body is hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel Corgi's like he's got what, that like, wiggle. Yeah, exactly. I feel like furries are the closest we've gotten to people like openly saying they want to fuck animals. It's like, then no, I don't want to fuck animals. I want to fuck like an anime dog. You know, I yeah, want to. Yeah, no, I yeah. want a real dog. 
I definitely, I definitely turn into like the New York City construction worker whenever he, whenever a dog walks by. Where I'm like, hey, hey, sweetie, look over here, come here, hey, hey, <laughs> yes. hey. Oh, I'm like whispering in the wind, like, look at your little tube body. Mommy likes you. Mommy likes what a tube you are. <laughs> the other day, I was walking and uh, I looked down and I saw this adorable dog. And I don't, I, I realized that I don't look at the owners first. I just look at the dog. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And I saw this dog. It was just so cute. And I was like, hey, buddy. And I looked up the owner and it was a white woman crying and i was like oh <laughs> shit i should have looked <laughs> should have looked at the owner first because i wouldn't have said hi um but uh yeah all, then i just walked away all i can think about whenever we talk about dogs is justin <laughs> halpern being at the vet veterinarian and having a guy run in with with his with his german shepherd in his arms yelling my dog just tried to commit suicide <laughs> it's just so fucking great. Neither here nor uh, there, but you know, it was great. I gotta remember. Uh, it. Remember when? Remember when? That remember happened? when? Yeah. Those are good podcasts. Uh, all right, I'm gonna continue. A lot of your circle must have done jail time. <laughs> they can't be strangers to male male sexual contact. Well, you gotta pay us for that. Well, that's nice. <laughs> what are you going to do? There's no women there. You're there five, ten years. Just for the record, my uh, incarceration was very short term, so I never had any need for any anal, you know. <laughs> so this fellow who's been outed, what's he saying? You think I'm lying, don't you? Uh, the amount of paranoia, the amount he, of... He circles back to prison. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he circles back to it like, you don't believe me. You think that I uh, fuck men in prison. Uh, you, uh, also, just like, also, like, shout out to Melfi for immediately going to, yeah, but what about prison rape? And Tony's yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, well, that's a good point, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You make a, you make a great point. I also love the, the comedic timing of Melfi going... Well, that's nice <laughs> when someone <laughs> says you get a pass for fucking in prison. That's. Um, that- I'm going to say this. Dr. Melfi reminds me a little bit of my therapist, Dr. Barbara. Oh, is that uh, right? Yeah, so I'm uh, currently ghosting. I, didn't, I don't mean to. I'll circle back. Dr. Barbara, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I need to make a little more cash so <laughs> I, that I can. <laughs> I got to say that if, if, uh, if your therapist actually is listening to this, I feel like it's a big breach of trust. I, I don't <laughs> think she is. She seems, she's got her life together. Okay, that's good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just... The, uh, the the idea that you get a pass for being in prison because, well, there's no women there uh, is like, it's just one of like many moments in The Sopranos where you can see that there are uh, exemptions. There are, there are like gayness loopholes that, um, you know, you can fucking work your magic through and actually do and live as uh, a gay man or having gay sex without actually experiencing any of these like cultural uh, questions and like these, uh, you know, this crisis that's happening right now, which is like, what do we do with this guy? Um, so yeah. Also, um, ambivalent is one of those words and like, you know, I do have a PhD, but that I always get confused (laughs) (laughs) and I always, I always confuse it with, um, I always confuse it with a different word, ambivalent. No, the, the word that means, um, 
Anyway, yeah. all this to say I finally learned what ambivalent <laughs> recently. And then when she said it, I was like, ambivalent. Yeah. 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 It's a great word. Oh, it's apathetic. Actually, I think I confuse uh, it with apathetic. Yes. 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 I can, I've confused those as well. And 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 it's, uh, it's a word I've had to remind myself what it means multiple times. Also, sorry for bringing up that I have a PhD. Sorry to the listeners. Well, I don't have a PhD. <laughs> Pretty and, horny dog. Pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, funny. that's what your PhD stands for. Pretty horny dog. Yeah, that, that's what I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, they they obviously like, you know, there's there's rules around whether or not like he's him being gay is is a bad thing or not, because it's like, well, they need to they need to verify this. And um, it all gets verified in the scene where uh, Carmela is talking with Roe um, about Vito, you know, possibly being gay, and Meadow shows up and uh, and reveals and and kind of uh, spills the tea. And I have a, a clip of that. What about Vito? Nothing. Him and Maria having some problems. That's all. I can probably guess. Shut up. Maybe, maybe <laughs> shut up. Yeah, like <laughs> you I, scared me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I know it's tempting, but like the fact that she's immediately just like, I know what's up. Uh, I'm not gonna say nothing, but I do. Excuse me. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not going first. Do you know something? Okay. <sighs> he is possibly gay. Ben saw him giving some guy a blowjob. It's like, come on. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I understand a little bit. It is probably like a very tempting thing to talk about that. Like holding that level of gossip inside has got to be difficult. So I right. feel for Meadow a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Also, uh, plot-wise, good way to get us to the where we needed plus, to be. Yeah, it finally explains so. why Finn is like weird sometimes too. She's like, "Yeah, yeah. he's not weird. He's just uh, worried about getting he's, killed by the gay mafia yeah, guy that he yeah. saw blowing he's his very security scared. guard." He just witnessed some gay stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like almost worse than like witnessing them doing a murder. When Dad got him that job in construction, Finn showed up early one morning and he saw Vito in a car going down in some security guard. Oh my God! He saw this. He had Finn all freaked out. He still does. Why didn't you say something? Because Vito warned Finn not to. Sitting on a park bench. <laughs> what is he thinking singing when he goes in? He's singing Aqualung by Jethro Tullum. I love the idea of just fucking Tony Soprano walking down the stairs in his robe, just singing some cool songs from the 70s that he used to fucking rock out to. Oh, it's so great. So, um, yeah, Meadow reveals that. And then we get um, the confirmation scene with uh, Finn finally uh, telling the story in full to uh, to all the boys at Satrials. And um, I, I have a, another clip of that. Before we cornered you in the porta potty when a security guard was sucking him off. Well, once it, it was the other way around. What? <laughs> Vito was blowing the security guard. Son of a bitch! <laughs> Catching, not pitching. He's not gonna know I told you? You ain't gonna have no problem from Vito. Believe me. What are you gonna do? It'll be okay. Get him to pay for some therapy. Oh, look, why don't you, uh, let's go out front. 
We're going to send them to a nice antique shop upstate. Yeah, we're going to send him to a nice antique farm upstate. Uh, upstate, He and all the other gays can run around free, <laughs> buying up all sorts of different potteries and paintings that they enjoy. Now that's a real old yeller, like right yeah. before we put this dog to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. The, he's, uh, he's not dead. He's at, he's at a farm. He's running yeah. around. Yeah, he, he's free and happy. It's a rainbow farm. They have, uh, you know... They, he's blowing they, guys, got, he's decorating the farmhouse. They got fucking parades every day <laughs> where they all do naked gay sex and everyone leaves them alone. Um, yeah, so I also love that at the end of that clip, Tony is just like, don't worry about it, it's fine. Here, buy, buy yourself a sandwich at the bar at the Bing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, or, or at Satrial's. Like, here, I'll give you some sandwich and Coke money <laughs> so that he can... Uh, he treats him like a child. Go which... get yourself a strip club sandwich while we while the like, men talk. Exactly. And I immediately was like, I wonder what kind of food they serve. And I wonder if it's any good. Oh, I bet it's great. Yeah, it's got to be like, good. Yeah. yeah, cold cuts. I mean, this is like... Tony would complain pro- if like the food was bad at the Bing. He'd be like, oh, yeah. you yeah. call this a sandwich? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can't have a mafioso strip club that doesn't have very good deli meats. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, just to, to end that clip, now we've got everyone uh, sitting around talking about what, what, they, what they're going to do with this information. I can't believe I stuck up for him. I feel like I've been stabbed in the heart. Well, we can't have him here in our social club no more. I mean, <laughs> that much I do know. The social club? He's got to go. I want to think about it. Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck? What is there to think about? Shut up. Fuck that, I'll say it again. What the fuck is there to think about? You're going to take care of his kids? Hi, after he's gone? I'm sorry if I yelled, T. It's just, how much more betrayal can I take? Only Polly would make this a moment about him. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like that's that's like the wonderful thing about Polly is that he's gonna look at this and turn it into like, Each man, I've been having mouth. a lot of bad luck lately. <laughs> Each penis in his mouth was like a dagger in my heart. That's why I like. That's why I like Polly. I like yeah. a self-absorbed oh, yeah. older man. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of my own dad. <laughs> my dad is like, you don't come to visit. It's killing me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, he is. Uh, you know, I mean, props to him for, like, really needing to see, you know, like, Vito take a dick in the mouth in order to believe that it's real. I mean, he's the type of friend that you want, you know? He's really, he's got your back. But um, as soon as, you know, Finn tells that story, he's immediately jumped into the, we got to murder this guy immediately for betraying me. And I've always found that, like, a funny thing where... um. I've seen that like happen, you know, with like athletes and whatnot, where they're like, "I I need to know who's gay uh, on our team, uh, like because you know it's, a, betra- it's a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood. It's a betrayal if if someone, uh, you know, it pretends to be straight, and it's just I find that so such a like particular. It's just an interesting thread of American like self absorption where you're just like, man, like. You don't even think how it affects me, the fact that you are gay and we're friends. Well, also, 
this idea of like, you betrayed me, you didn't tell me. And it's like, yeah, you made it really easy to tell you. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, like I would have uh, gotten killed. Yeah, right. Like clearly it is, uh, there's a reason that you are not being told this, you know? And uh, yeah, I just love the idea that Polly is just like, this is a betrayal. Yeah. I have been betrayed. And this is like... This scene would be so funny to my students who are all like, if you're not a bisexual, you're a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why I I am convinced that there are uh, mafia TikTok teens out there who are just like, they have their pronouns and they also are all bisexual, but they still are like cool with like murder and stuff. I mean, that's the kind of world I want to live in. Yeah, you know? hell yeah. Yeah, that is that is like the true like peak of like liberal capitalism is is being okay with doing uh, racketeering, but you know not being okay with uh, with bigotry. Um, yeah. So then uh, they have this conversation, and Tony is unsure of what he's going to do with this information. Um, he he ends up giving Carlo a uh, like a, a promotion, essentially, giving him uh, Vito's construction business money. What was that guy's deal? Is he just like not as good of a worker? Yeah, none of them are as good of, uh, right, uh, right, of right. workers, you know, but he, he knows that like, you know, someone's like Vito's not going to be around. He's clearly probably r- r- he ran away. Um, you know, he doesn't have his phone. He's 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 in the wind, and someone. Oh, I has like to... that scene where the guy throws the phone and it gets. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> it gets run over. By the concrete. Yeah, roller. the steamroller. Yeah, yeah, the steamroller. Oh yeah, that's a that's a. Fantastic I'm so afraid scene. he was gonna say where Vito was, and then he didn't, or where yeah. the phone was, and then but you know. Yeah, that so, guy. I'm worried for Vito, obviously. I mean, that's that's what a true ally looks like. It's someone like, sure, he drops the f bomb, but he also does not snitch on Vito and say where he's at. Um, but yeah, he gives uh, Carlo all of Vito's construction business, and uh, Carlo tells Tony that if Vito were to come back, that the crew would refuse to take orders from him, and um, and still kind of like gives him like the down and dirty of like here's why we need to do something about this and it's basically like if we continue to work with Vito um people are already skimming off the top they're already not giving all of the money that they're supposed to kick up to Tony it's like the cost of doing business but if we uh lose the respect of this crew then you know we it's basically like what you said Vince it's like we might as well not have a mafia If this is, uh, you know, if if it's not based on all of us respecting each other and respecting the rules, whatever, however arbitrary those may be, then um, this whole thing is going to fall apart. So, yeah. So Tony has to figure out, you know, what to do. He's uh, he he says first he's like, I tell people who will work for who. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh oh. And then he's also like, it's 2006. There are pillow biters in the military. <laughs> it's just one of my favorite lines because it's almost, <laughs> it's almost progressive. I've you never know? heard that word before. I yeah, I know. It's been, I think I'd heard pillow biters before, but it's not something. It's it's like one of those things like uh, like fudge packers where it's like <laughs> that is so yeah. like there's so much imagery involved yeah. in that. That, that like hello biter. No, in uh, yeah. in Spanish they have a 
term called cagaleche, which means milk shitter, which is uh, <laughs> similarly evocative. That, I feel that that's cuter. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, a little okay. cuter. Well, because you could also uh, read it like, oh, he's a big baby. He's still shitting out milk. Yeah, he, <laughs> he loves chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, there's something about like deciding to make your slurs into like a verbal painting of gay sex that it's like. <laughs> yeah, like you're thinking know, about man. it way more than they are. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, pillow sure. biter is so specific. I don't even. I'm not sure what image the. Uh, okay, so the image that that evokes with me is you're you're getting fucked from behind and you're biting a pillow because of because because you, that you're coming. Yeah. What about you guys? What do you guys yeah. think? Pill- yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, you got okay, it. You nailed it. That. First try. Good job. That's why okay. you have a Sopranos podcast. Other- it's just like a dog holding a pillow going like it just means you're uh, really playful yeah, I you, I you, hope that's what meant. <laughs> you know pillow biter the way a, a dog is just like i'm gonna get all the feathers out of there uh yeah so um yeah anyways uh that that ends you know tony's role in um in this particular storyline uh meanwhile you know what what's going on with Vito this whole episode is it's him running away he goes he gets his shit um after he's confronted by Benny um and he just drives I love him driving away in the rain stuffing himself with ribs like because he's he's lost so much weight you know uh he's given up he's like fuck this he's stress eating uh, some ribs and he ends up uh you know throwing his phone out of the window and he ends up in uh new hampshire in a small town at a bed and breakfast and he yeah. doesn't he accidentally ends up in like a gay haven which is when you true. see him in the diner watching those two gay men yes like, you know have a yeah. com- I was just like Ugh. this is the indu- introduction sweet. of johnny cakes who is a underrated yes. character that we'll find out about in the next few episodes Yes, we we meet Johnny Cakes for the first time, who uh, is the proprietor of a local uh, diner, um, and we'll soon find out a volunteer shopping antiques in a small town. <laughs> is that the guy doing who makes gay in stuff the... in a small town? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's. Oh, the one who literally John makes Cougar. him the Johnny Cakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy who makes okay, him the Johnny got Cakes. Got it, got he it. his his nickname ends up being Johnny Cakes for Vito. And is he um, gay? He is gay. <clears throat> okay. He's I very mean, much well, like an alpha gay. Like if you see that yeah, guy, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh man, that guy. Yeah. I really don't want anything to happen to Vito, and yet I feel confident he will. Well, don't worry, nothing will ever happen to him. It, yeah. it all works out great. No, he's Amy. gonna go live in. <laughs> Thank you. Go, I'm not gonna watch the next. Don't few watch episodes. it anymore. He's gonna go live out his days in New Hampshire. In my mind, he's living in New Hampshire, having a great gay life. He with is that guy. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah. You see uh, Vito order the Johnny Cakes, being in this gay haven, and uh, it ends with him uh, in an antique shop, um, just kind of like, you know, looking at antiques, and he ends up picking up the most expensive item, and uh, the proprietor of the antique store uh, calls him a natural. He says, you know, you obviously have an eye for this stuff. You're a natural. And... uh, and that's how the episode ends. You and find you might out. also be a natural for my dick. <laughs> that I took yeah, no, that's that's. I think that's what the symbolism was. Right, that was right. them doing an art. Um, and uh, yeah, it turns out that he is a natural. Naturally, uh, is a uh, gay. 
because um, you're born that way. Um, I like how you backed off that one. small town gay. <laughs> Living in a lonely gay. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, let's see. Are there any uh, storylines that any of us that we missed? Or do you have a favorite or a least favorite? I got a favorite that we didn't talk about, which is one of my favorite lines in all of the Sopranos episodes, which is uh, Polly. Polly again, which is why he's not a bad choice for greatest character. He's hard to deny, but he says, "If I find out, he'd have something else up his ass, and this time it won't be no cock." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and he's making the sign of a pistol, like so we know exactly what he means. Yeah, yeah. I like. In the very beginning, when he's reading like Yacht Magazine yeah. or something yes. outside in his bathroom, and the like, whatever that is, the filter, the yeah, some, you know, just like, ugh, I own too many things. Yeah, and nothing works right, and yeah. he kind of goes and like shakes it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, the the opening scene of him just trying to enjoy his life while reading a yachting magazine, <laughs> and then. Uh, you know, it's uh, th- they're doing more symbolism. You know, he's being disturbed by the world around him when he just wants to be serene. That's like, that's, I mean, Amy, you you have a PhD. Yeah. That's like, I'm probably right about that, right? In terms of symbology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, that- you hit the nail on the head. And what Vince was saying earlier, I think you're reminding me just of like Tony's convergence of Mm -hmm. suburban life with his like baser instincts that's right yeah yeah so we're like honestly like a little bit we should have a phd for this podcast well you know i i'm like a knight i can knight you guys well is that how it works i i have an mfa from columbia that i try not to talk about but it's a very good school you know um that's just that's just you know i i want to make sure that that's out there so you know where my analysis is coming from all right, uh, fair a, enough. And also, why you ba- should give me more money on the Patreon so I can Patreon.com/slash/broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a bachelor's degree in politics from UC Santa Cruz, so I don't know. I went sh- to UC Santa Barbara. No way. Those go gauchos. Go banana slugs. You know, a big party school. You can study buzzed. That was the acronym. Yeah. Or oh. University of Casual Sex and Beer. Nice. Oh hell yeah! I I uh, I wanted to go to that school real bad, but I'm glad I didn't because I feel like. Um, no one would have had sex with me. They I feel like in Santa Cruz, they wouldn't I was have noticed that you were on like, heroin. They would have just been like, oh, yeah, that's how everybody is. He's, yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. would have been like, oh, that's fine. He's hung no, over yeah, a lot. I, he likes KFC. That's what, whom's among us? Yeah. I also love KFC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and go. heroin. Um, well. <laughs> uh, Amy, did you have a favorite scene, a least favorite scene, or a scene we... Uh, so I, I like that one in the very beginning. Oh, yeah, that's like, right. Yeah, yes. shaking the... I think you covered all my favorite scenes. Yeah. Love to love to see Dr. Is it Melfi? Yeah, Melfi, yeah. Yeah, just to be reminded of, you know... Like, that was also at a time where I think therapy scenes were, like... We hadn't seen them that much in pop culture. Now, of course, everyone's like, my therapist, including yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you I ever mean. ever seen an improv show? They're like, so yeah. what's the problem? Yeah. Every. <laughs> They're in a therapist's yeah. office. I need a suggestion. Therapy, a thousand yeah, yeah. nerds said at the same time. Um, um, so, yeah, I was just like, yeah, she reminded me of my therapist, Dr. Barbara. Yeah. Um, my uh, favorite scene, I would say it's actually it's in the same moment as as yours, Vince. Uh, I I really loved the the moment where they're all they have just been told by Chrissy about the discovery from, you know, of Vito in a gay club and Polly's defending it. 
And um, they, uh, yeah, they have this little exchange, which I have a clip of. Tell you one thing, if it was me, this kid was spreading rumors about, he'd have something up his own ass. And it wouldn't be no cock either. <laughs> I fucking called it. Long time ago. You knew Vito was a rich eel? Yes. When? I never said it, but I knew. Now get the fuck out, huh? And enough of this rush to judgment. Before we know this fucking Shaw guy's got a heart on for Vito. I'm not gonna condemn the man off the wood of some fucking douchebag from Yonkers. I could care less, basically. Yeah? Maybe you're a flambe. Fucking nauseating. A flambe. Up to me, I'd drive Vito behind my fucking car right now. Oh, uh, will you take it easy over there, fucking Judge Roy Bean? <laughs> Think about it, though, Tom. So weight loss. AIDS? Nobody's got AIDS. Forgot about I don't that. want to hear that word here again. <laughs> just, that whole scene is incredible. It is just AIDS? so... <laughs> yeah, just the idea of like AIDS, and then he's like, "I don't want to hear anything about AIDS ever again." Also, and then also Patsy Parisi being like, "I don't, I don't care if anyone's gay." Who's Judge Roy? I was gonna Bean? say that is a no deep idea. pull for Tony to come up with uh, Judge Roy Bean, Fantley Roy Bean Jr. Uh, born 1825, died 1903, was an American saloon keeper and justice of the peace in Valverde, Texas, who only who, uh, who called himself the only law west of the Pecos. According to legend, he held the court in his saloon along the Rio Grande on a desolate stretch of the Chihuahuan Desert of southwest Texas. So was he, Is it? did they like make books? And After like his death, Western him? films and books cast him as a hanging judge. Although okay. he was known to he was known to have sentenced only two men to hang one of whom escaped he escaped the hanging yeah good for him you could do that back then you just had to have your buddy uh mm-hmm. with a rifle on on the hill with, right. a big, or, with a big scope or someone with a cake and a nail file baked into mm. it you don't see that enough anymore you gotta saw the you gotta saw the branch a little bit the night before yeah 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 yeah, yeah. well yeah, I I just I love that whole scene. Judge Roy Bean. I love uh, calling someone a flambe as yeah. a as a slur. Totally new slur. I mean, I'm and learning maybe new you're slurs. A flambe. Also, just the act that someone might say they don't care. That yeah, makes right. Them gay. Yes, that is the most amazing thing. Is like straight out of middle school. The idea of being like, I'm I'm okay if that person's gay. And it's like, well, that's probably because you're gay. Yeah. And everyone yeah. high fives. And you're like, I've learned my lesson. Do not ever stand up for anyone. Okay, good lesson to learn. Um, yeah, that is that is my absolute favorite scene of the episode. Um, yeah, and if I had to like give this episode a letter grade, and I could give it any letter grade, obviously, um, I would. Uh, yeah, I think it's a B plus. It's a B plus. Vince, what would you <laughs> give this episode? Yeah, it's all a B plus. All right, good, good. There, I like the, your commitment to the bit. And uh, Amy, uh, if you had to give this a letter grade, what would you give it? I gotta give it uh, an A minus. Unbelievable! That is actually really good. That's a great grade. That's a great. I, I grade. mean, I was just thrilled to be rewatching The Sopranos. Uh-huh. Um, had a lot. I felt so bad for. I thought the scenes of. Um, Vito were really heartbreaking. They were. They um, were. the homophobia did scare me, but I got I got that that was the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you're not yeah, thinking it, of- it made me relook at Steve Sharippa's um Instagram so I could look at his wiener dog again. Willie, <laughs> shout out to Willie. The shout out dog. to Willie. Yeah, yeah, A minus. A minus. All right. Yeah. So that's a, a really well written show. Yeah. And, and 
May James Gandolfini rest in peace. R.I.P. to uh, James Gandolfini. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. You guys should have pretended that you didn't know that he was dead. Now, see, that would have been a good. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a good bit. Um, yeah, no, he's dead though. Um, and yeah, so you know, solid B plus episode of The Sopranos, and a solid A plus episode of Pod Yourself a Gun. Amy Silverberg, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where thank can... you so much for having me. Of course. Where can people find you on the internet and uh, any of your, your projects coming out? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Silverberg, and um, you can just follow what I'm up to. You can read my writing at my website, www.amysilverberg.com. Go to amysilverberg.com, check out the writing, and follow her on all of the apps. Patreon.com slash broadcast for all of the bonus episodes, and the $8 tier gets you a shout-out. Vince, we Amazing. have... Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. We have five new shout-outs this week. Are you ready? Oh, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm ready. Okay, this is not only is a, is a, a shout out, but you also get a mafia name thought of by Vince. So Vince, the first one is Emma Van. Oh, Emma Van? Sounds like this chick lives in a van down by the river, am I right? Uh, I'm going to name her <laughs> Matt Foley. Matt Foley. Okay, yeah. okay. He I lives, like it. He lives in a van so, down by the river. See, yeah, he sure does. See how I did that? All right, next yeah. one. <laughs> Next one is uh, Simon Hathaway. Ooh, Simon Hathaway sounds like British royalty. We'll call him. Uh, we'll call him the Fop. Uh, we'll call him the the, the Fop. I like yeah. that. That's yeah. really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right, Kristen Franklin. Frank Franklin. That's a tough one. Uh, we're gonna call. Uh, we're gonna call her the Glove because I think I had a Franklin baseball glove, and then you know you got the. She's always. Oh, I got it immediately as soon as you said the, the glove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a great defender, very tenacious, like Gary Payton. <laughs> All right, yeah. very good. Uh, and then we have Glenn Cosentino. Isn't uh, isn't that the the name of the gay guy in Mean Girls? I have no idea. <laughs> We're gonna. I don't know. I'm torn. No, no, I, no. That's we could call yeah, him. We call him Causeway or or Mean Girls. You know. Oh, Glenn Coco. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Glenn Coco or Mean Girls, we'll call him. Uh, and then finally, we have oh, we got more. Rob. What? Well, yeah, we have one more. It was from uh, this is a uh, listener who reached out. This is a name for his dad who uh, who recently passed, and uh, he would like us if we could find it in our hearts to give him a mobster name. Uh, his name was Rob Hicks. So extra pressure. Ooh, yeah, we call him uh, Daddy Bumpkins. You know the piece of the Hick. He comes from the he comes from way out there. He's kind of right. a hayseed. Yeah. I'm okay. With that so one. Rob, Daddy Bumpkins, Hicks. Is that right? Yep. Yep. I love it. Mm-hmm. Daddy Bumpkins. R.I.P. to a real one. And also, uh, shout out to you, Brandon Hicks. Let's give him a name too, Brandon Hicks. Oh, we I guess he would be. We call him Lil Bumpkins. Lil Bumpkin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I figured. <laughs> Once again, that is patreon.com slash broadcast. Please sign up for the $8 tier and get yourself a shout out on the episode. Frogcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All righty, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, don't stop believing. There.
used to be a friend of ours alone in Jersey And he became promoted to capital regime And love remained a secret that he had to keep But did you know Finn saw him blow a guy in a parked car And now he's saying what he's seen Tony, are you prepared to do a kiss on both cheeks from the gay? Ooh, Vito's battle for he has no choice but to run away. Now that you know that it's true, you eat up a cool Vito's In front of Melfi Bay But did you know T. Soprano Your friends allow gay stuff In jail Which makes you hypocrites Tony Are you prepared to lose Your highest earner Cause he's gay Ooh, Paulie Wallace Goes Patsy for easy Of Long Bay Now that you know That it's true Don't you know that it's not healthy, babe? But you should go to the podcast store And write us a review And give this podcast five whole stars Baby, I compel you to give us five stars and a review Ooh, the more reviews we get, the more I can sing about Gabagool Flap, 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 LA man up in the ass with that gas.
Now that Vito's buff on ghoul, you eat gabagool. Vito's gay. Batman. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.